Welcome back, Cursors. We are so excited to have you here with us for another exciting homework edition. As always, this is Amy. And this is Z. And you are listening to Curse Words and Crayons Presents True Crime. Today, we are going to start our discussion on the life and murder of Rebecca Zahau. But before we do that, Z, what's going on? I am eyeballs deep in salsa right now, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is a great place to be. Uh, let me, I guess, back up and explain a little bit. We have this yearly tradition that we started with our neighbors when we first moved into the neighborhood. It's something that I did when I was growing up with our other neighbors and basically everybody chips or everybody makes something or we exchange something of some sort. So one of my neighbors has done stovetop potpourri and we have another neighbor that does his special blend of puppy chow. Um, I used to have a Colombian neighbor that would put together the best spicy shrimp and give it to us. But yeah, it's basically just a neighbor exchange of something that you like, something that's important to you, something that shows off a little bit of what makes you and your family unique to, um, you know, to give to those in your community. And for me, I make some really fucking good salsa. So all of my neighbors will be getting salsa and chips because it's salsa from the Sanchez's. Aww. Yeah, I know. Stop I'm, it. I'm adorable. Stop it. I know. So when Roberto and I got together, I was like stoked like in our first, first house because I've been doing it since our first, first house. And, um... Yeah, I was like, well, what am I going to do? I guess I can do salsa because salsa is easy. So, yeah, salsa from the Sanchez's, but I've perfected my recipe over the years. And it is like mm, chef's kiss. Like it is, I make a damn good salsa. Okay, so number one, why don't I have any of the salsa is my first question. But number two, are you like the little elf that has been organizing this like from all your neighborhoods? In my first neighborhood, I did it to try to like meet the neighbors and they weren't very nice to me or responsive. Cool. So then I only did it for one other neighbor. Um, and then she would do something similar back. And then, yeah, I definitely started it for the neighborhood that we're in now. A hundred percent. It's super easy. It's super easy. And like one of my friends is like, well, I don't cook. And I'm like, okay. But again, somebody else one year, she's a, she's a damn good cook, but somebody else one year made stovetop potpourri. Do you know what that is? It's an orange, an apple, cinnamon sticks and like cloves. And you can tie it in a thingy with like a freaking ribbon on it. Make it look all cutesy basket at the dollar tree and like, do it like that if you want to. And like you cut it up and you boil it on the stove and it makes your house smell delicious and then it's also compostable for people that compost aka me so then it's wonderful I do it with like apple cores anyways especially yeah. during the winter because like I'm gonna th I'm gonna compost those apple cores or like if I find like a random apple like six hours after Aurora like took literally one bite out of it but it grosses me out yeah I'll do that with it but yeah you can do it with oranges and things like that so there if you're not a cook and you're like this sounds like a fucking terrible tradition just know that there are so many other things that you can do again it is about like 
it, it's it's about like showcasing like what you do that's unique like what you know yeah. what makes you different for me it's my salsa also because you know salsa from the Sanchez it, it just sounds cute I had to do it it was a must you know right this is gonna sound racist and it doesn't I don't that's mean okay. it to be racist did you start were you a salsa maker prior to marrying Roberto or is yes. that just like a happy accident so like yeah you were you you've like made salsa your life your whole life Yes, since high school, I remember getting really high with my friends and making salsa a lot. That was like a, an what a activity. Weird, what a weird yeah. thing to make. Okay. Yeah, one time I spilled it on my friend's stairs. I stayed the night at her house, and we got high in her backyard, and she was nervous about it. And I was like, no, this is going to be great. And then we made salsa, like a bunch of salsa. And her mom likes my salsa, so I made extra for her. And then we went up, we were going upstairs with said salsa. And I dropped the salsa on the stairs. And I was like, no, nah, it's fine. It's not a big deal. So then we cleaned it up. And then going up the stairs again, I dropped the salsa. So we did not eat salsa that night. I just spilt it everywhere. But yes, this I've been doing this again for a long time. Yes, I have lots of salsa making memories. Take my order, man. <laughs> I'm ready. Can I, can I ship? I'm Okay, I'll. I don't know. I don't know if you can ship salsa. I don't know. But my dream is that you can. That's I mean, my, that's my wish. I bought elderberry syrup shipped before. So I've got liquid stuff shipped. I think I imagine it's harder, but I feel like I need it. Look, I'll try. And I don't want to promise anything, you know. Don't then make I'll, any empty promises you can't I'll, keep. But if I'll feel if, anxious, you know. If by a Christmas miracle there was some Sanchez salsa at my house, I wouldn't be sad. My kids are also obsessed with salsa, which okay, is so interesting. But like mild, I have, you need the mild version. You need the white Probably, people version. Uh, right, the white people version. That's I, what I call my neighbors. My children definitely need the white people version. Okay. I could do with some spice. I'm good with that, but okay. that's exciting. Okay. But we'll, we'll, we'll take any, any version, but that is amazing. That is so fun. We live on a cul-de-sac so like you would think we're like super tight with our neighbors and we're really just not so we don't really do any of that kind of stuff but I always envisioned having a life that I would do those types of things so and I'm that's why I do it because I always envisioned a life where I did those things so you know what I'm fucking doing them you are like manifesting the best life and guess what then people Thanks. started chipping in Amy or not chipping in, but then every it's year, participating. Some, yeah. every year we have at least two, like, I mean, it's the fourth year, right? So, but like last year we had four more people. One of my friend's husbands who makes the puppy chow, she drove it from like three sections over. I make a shit ton of salsa too. Um, and people ask for it. Also, I Instagram a lot about it on my Instagram stories. You will see a lot about my salsa. I am... I'm a very prideful individual, you know, and <laughs> you know about myself. I really do. So yeah, people, people ask for it anyways, every year it gets bigger and I just, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's, it's another thing that just makes the holidays special, right? Something small and it's something great and it makes me feel good. Um, and it makes me, excited to be in the community that I'm in it gives me the warm and fuzzies it makes me notice more 
how many people I have around me that love me and that love our family and that want to participate in the community that we have been making in the home that we're living in now, you know? I love that. And this is really what, I don't want to sound like a cheesy cheese ball, but like, that's what the holidays are about. Like being with people in community, doing all those things. I am... I'm crying over here. This is amazing. <laughs> I love that. I really do. Um, I love that. What's a com- What's a Southern comfort cake? Oh, yeah. So in my show notes, I also yeah. um, sometimes I'll trade. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's like a bunt cake, basically. Okay. Um, it's, yeah, it's like a bunt cake, but it's a special bunt cake that one of my mom's friends makes. And there might be... S- I don't, I don't know what's in it. Crack. They're good. They're very good. Yeah. It's not like a, like a fruit cake. You know, it's not one of those. No, no. fruit cake. My husband's aunt, who is now my aunt by marriage, um, makes this Christmas coffee cake. Ooh. Pretty sure she puts crack in. I, and I now know how to make it. So maybe I will trade you some salsa for a Christmas crack cake because it is so good. It is so good. Oh, Roberto would love you. I don't bake. I don't bake at all. I don't like baking yeah, because bake. No, you have to follow a recipe. And you know what I don't like doing? Following the fucking rules, Amy. I'm a goddamn rebel. No, but I really, I'm not good at the measuring and the, you know, I look at it and it's like one tablespoon. I'm like, this will be fine. And then I taste it and I'm like, this was not fine. This was not fine. Me too. Chris always gets frustrated because he'd be like, man, what you made for dinner was really good. How did you make that? And I'm like, I don't fucking, I don't know. I don't know. I, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So baking is not my strong suit, but there are a few things. My husband's family is very traditional in the sense of like for Christmas, they always eat X, Y, Z. Like this is the stuff that happens. This is what we do on this day. This is what, and to me, it's like, I hate those things, but it makes me do it a little bit more because I'm trying to embrace the, you know, embrace all that. But yes, the coffee cake is the one thing that and always makes and is so yummy and it even you're gonna everyone's gonna be shocked by this it even has cinnamon in it and oh I you it. hate cinnamon and i hate cinnamon and i still eat it because it's that oh, good i love it's not overwhelming it's just a little bit it's mostly like brown sugar and cocaine like i don't know what else is in it it's so good but, i could but, yeah. opt into some brown sugar and cocaine i mean who doesn't <laughs> start your morning off right a little bit of brown sugar and cocaine, <laughs> right sound that's how this works But that sounds so fun. I am over here drowning in Christmas stress. So anybody else feel like Christmas is a surprise every year? Like every year, I am shocked as the closer we get to December 25th, because it's never been Christmas before. Why do I, why do I do that to myself? Every time, it's totally my usual MO, I'm running around, like every stereotypical video of a mom on social media that you see about like running and doing all the crazy things so you don't just buy everything online I do now I do my shopping online and something that I've done this year that was like thanks past self is I've I've already I started shopping October yeah I always start shopping in September and October, I get the kids stuff. The hardest one for me is my husband. And I normally wait until like 
freaking December 20th and I'm ordering something and telling him, oh, no, they were late at the post office. I don't know what happened. I'm so know. upset. I called them and made them refund my shipping, you know, like where I didn't fucking I didn't order that shit until like 3 a.m. on the 22nd or something, right. you know, gosh. I have Ugh. never been that person that has ordered stuff early. Um, and honestly, like, and I don't, I don't need to get into our whole backstory, but like financially, it was always really difficult for us at Christmas. This year yeah. is the first year I feel like we're in a different kind of financial situation. And so I feel like I have the luxury to be able to start ordering things early where okay. I'm not waiting until the last possible second because I have to wait until we've saved up all the funds and do all the things. Fair so I enough. have shopping early. But I'm also the person that, like, if I buy you a gift, I want to give it to you now. So mm -hmm. I'm having a really hard time with this box of things over in yeah. my utility room. So that's been kind of hard, buying all of the things. But it is relieving some of the stress already at this point in the game. So I'm hoping I'm not, that it will be less stressful the closer it gets to Christmas. We're really trying, especially this year with our kids, to focus on giving instead of receiving. My kids are right smack dab in that age where it's like, every fucking commercial they see i want, oh, that. I want this i want that i want, that. I want yes. that in 10 minutes you're not going to remember what that thing even is so we're, let's not let's not do that but also fuck you very much amazon for having like wish lists my kids know how to like how to like put stuff on their list so they want to make all of these lists they can't do it without an adult because they don't have like access to amazon but they do have lists going, which can be helpful and also hurtful because I'm like, do you, are you going to even remember what this is at, at Christmas when this happens? Probably not. Oh, and yeah, especially if they send it out to like your parents and stuff because you're like, no, 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 no. I didn't want you to buy the freaking Hatchimals with 855 pieces <laughs> when she doesn't even like cats and it's a cat or like I insert whatever right. it is. Yes. Exactly. So frustrating because they don't know any better. You would, you're just going to pass that shit up. Cause you're like, ha not buying that. <laughs> right. But my mom who literally my, she, my kids could say to her, I, they call her CC CC. I want a stick that's flaming with a thousand dollar bill on the end of it. And she would be like, let me, let go. me make that happen for you. And I'm like, you're a sucker. She's wonderful. My kids are so lucky. They're so, so spoiled by everybody in their families. They just, they really are. The gimmies just, they drive me crazy. And I'm really trying to help them focus on like other people who don't have as much things. Like how can we give back to somebody else? Even if it's something as simple as smiling at a person in public or that poor service worker who is waiting tables for the 18th hour today. You know, like just all of the things we're trying to really get rid of the I want, I want, I want. So maybe, maybe that's why I'm a little less stressed during holiday season than I used to be. I only get one gift. We have so much, which is very fortunate for us, right? We have so much. And all my family members, we all want for nothing, honestly. Like if we need something, we get that thing like we are we are very privileged yeah. in the spot where you know we all work hard and and we are all thankfully are able to also provide you know a lot of people yeah. work hard they're not able to provide be, like you know but we are able to both work hard and provide but at the end of the day like my daughter doesn't need this shit and so like I know she's getting a toy from me 
I know we're getting her one from Santa Claus and then whatever else she gets from everybody else is that's enough because the next day she's only going to play with two or three of those toys unless you get her the top toy it you then it's not wasted or anything like that but it, it's just it's more pressure that we are putting on ourselves when yes we all want to because we want to do such great things for our kids and because we want to provide them and give them all the things that will make them happy and but really at the end of the day like they don't those things aren't going to make them happy like, those things aren't going to make them happy. They're going to want something else the next time you walk into a Walmart, you know, to pick up milk. Or, like, it's just, it's a very natural response to consumerism that these children, you know, are being conditioned to. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's focusing on doing, not the bare minimum, but, like, focusing on making memories versus on giving gifts is super important. And will help take that stress. Well, maybe not making memories and man, that's really <laughs> fucking stressful. No, don't, don't laugh. Have like it's not tried to make cookies with kids. It's oh. a nightmare. Like don't, yes. I would rather just eat yeah. my own arm than deal with that. Like I'm I just will buy you three Barbie dream houses. If, <laughs> if I don't have to play, if protect. I don't have to do this, I will get, what do you want? what holy crap. Yes. But. but yeah sorry that oh, you're drowning in christmas stress and i get it it does uh, it is it is hard the holidays are hard the the sun not being up a lot is hard too it just everybody else's energy that we all end up feeding off of yeah it's hard. And I feel like it's hard no matter what stage or situation you're in. So like just because your heart feels different than somebody else's heart doesn't make it any less valid that it's hard, you know? So like also recognize that like if you feel like, well, I am doing those things and it's still hard for me, like, yeah, say, like it's fine. It's yeah. totally, it's totally understandable, but kind of leads us into our product recommendation for this week that I'm really excited to talk about because it deals with like making, helping other people to feel better. So recently, and I talked about this on the podcast a couple weeks ago, my mother-in-law passed away. And when someone has a loved one that passes, if you're like me, you want to send something. And my go-to is usually food. I want to send food. I want to make sure that you're able to like have comfort food or you're able to nourish yourself because you just have zero energy to cook. So whether you've had a baby, someone's died, even like new changes in your life, whatever. I want to send food or something other than flowers. I always struggle with sending flowers because I feel like, yes, flowers are nice, but especially if they're cut flowers, they die. And then that is just another issue that you have to deal with. So I want to send something else. My husband and I don't live where we grew up. So like friends, family, they're not always close. So when you have the issue of them not being close, especially like distance wise, somebody, number one, can only consume and house so many casseroles. And number two, how are you going to get that food to them? So when my mother-in-law passed, somebody sent us a package from Spoonful of Comfort. So Spoonful, Spoonful of Comfort is this really cool company. It's super genius. Again, not sponsored, but some of our friends got together and they sent us this care package and it was so cute and it was so fun. It was soup and it was also, it came with soup, rolls, uh, cookies, a ladle, and some socks and a blanket. So it was so, so nice. 
the soup just needed to be heated up. You could also freeze it or eat it right away. It was awesome because that night I didn't have to make dinner. I didn't have to come up with options. And it was just, it was just a really, I feel like there's something really special about soup. It just makes you feel happy. And so it was so perfect. And so I ended up going to their website and checking it out. And they have options for every occasion. They even have these really cute kid packages where it sends them like a stuffed animal and some cookies, like super cute. I think it's a really great way to let somebody know you're thinking of them. And the food itself was good. Like, you know, sometimes you get, we got a package that was like from like flowers.com and it came with like all these like sweets in it. Somebody sent it when, when my mother-in-law passed and it was literally tasted like it had been sitting on a shelf for four years. It was gross. I ended up throwing most of it away. That's so disheartening. Right. And I mean, that person, and the intention they spent one, money. They spent a lot of money on sending that stuff and it was not good. And so this, you know, sometimes when you get food that comes from a company like that, you think like, oh, I don't know how this is going to taste. It was legit. It was super good. The soup came frozen and it came in like a cooler pack. So like it was fresh. It was good. It was amazing. The rolls and the cookies were good. Like nothing tasted stale. We ate it for dinner that night. My kids loved it. It was like chicken noodle soup, but they have a bunch of different options as well. So like some of their, most of their shtick is soup. Like everything is soup, but they do have other options like cookies, baked goods, that kind of thing. So I was so impressed. I'm totally planning on using them again for our next occasion. At this moment in time, we don't have a code for them, but if we do, of course, we will let you guys know. So anytime I have to send something, I'm going to try and send this again. It was, it was the perfect way to say we're thinking of you without sending something that was like a ton of work or something that we had already received a bunch of. So if you are in the market for a special occasion, something, I recommend you check them out. Spoonful of Comfort. They're amazing. We will put the link in our bio. I mean, that sounds great. I love that it's soup. I, I really like soup. I'm a big soup fan. Me too big soup fan especially you know the weather's cooler it, it's just it is soup season so that that sounds really that's so sweet I love that somebody did that for you guys and that definitely sounds like a company that I want to be ordering from in the future as well I wonder are they a small business I, are they a larger corporation I think they're definitely larger now but for some reason in the back sprint of my brain I feel like I remember seeing them on Shark Tank so I oh. feel like they, started, they also had some, and I, you know, I, we didn't have an issue, but there was like little pamphlets and stuff inside. And they had like this thing that was like, if you have any issues, like if it's not right, we will make it right. Well, we guarantee it. So like, it was nice to see, you know, sometimes I feel like you get stuff and they're like, I don't care. Like that thing I was telling you about with the, the baked goods that came, uh -huh. there's no like, Hey, if there's a problem with this, let us know. It was like literally dumped in a box. You know, it just wasn't like the presentation wasn't great. It was just. It was a thing. So I, I really like that. And also, I didn't mention this, their packaging, as beautiful as a box, like a cardboard box can be, was beautiful. They had, um, and I'm going to put a reel up on our Instagram that yes. took a video of like all of our stuff. But the inside of the box was color, like it was colorful, it was printed, and it had this really pretty like pattern on it. It just, it didn't feel like you were opening like an Amazon box. Like it felt like you were opening a package. Like it was really, I was soups impressed. I was really impressed. It was soups very good. impressed. But boom. I'm full of them. <laughs> I'll be here for a week, folks. It was, yeah, it was amazing. So check them out. Spoonful of comfort. So if you're ready for some spoonful of comfort, 
you should probably not listen to this episode. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, so Z, going to say that's a, a bad bit. segue. <laughs> I know. Horrible. Z, tell us a little bit about Rebecca Zahau and what they can expect to hear about on Sunday. I'm going to start off with a quote. There is no justice for her. And I'm very upset about that and frustrated about that because we can't mourn her and move past her murder. Rebecca Zahau was found hanging in the Sprinkles Mansion in California in July 13th. 2011. She was pronounced dead by first responders that were called to the residence. Zahau's death occurred two days after the six-year-old son of her boyfriend, who was placed under her care at the time, had fallen down the stairs and was placed in critical condition. And her murder, it is, it's clouded with suspicion. When I heard about this case, number one, Spreckles Mansion, Oh, it's Spreckles. Did I call it Sprinkles? Oh, I, think I, don't, I did. I don't know. I think I did. Whole, you called it Sprinkles. I might have my bad. It's, it's okay. It's the Spreckles mansion. <laughs> but like, who has number one? If you have enough money that you have named your residence something that isn't like a household, like the Sanchez farm, like it, it's that was like I don't know a flag. For, house I don't know what name. color. Your house has a name. No, it does not. Your your home or like the home you grew up in? No, the house that the this house that we're in right now that we built it we named it. Stop it! You have to tell us what it's called now. <laughs> Monte Fuego. Fuego. <laughs> it's the house of fire. <laughs> I feel like that's acceptable. People name their I guess people name their cars. I don't it's, know. Maybe it's, it's the Spreckles. I don't understand what Spreckles means. And why would you yeah. name? That that seems weird. The House of Fire, fitting for you. That's a fitting name. It's funny. Spreckles yeah. Mansion, WTF. It sounds like, like a that? clown. Spreckles. Yes, yes. Like it's we. It's weird. So that was like a weird thing for me. But number two, the story leading up to her death, super tragic. Her actual death, super tragic. And then the case following it is like, holy crap! Like this story is so interesting to me. It's so, so sad, but I can't wait to really dive in and go over. Yeah, because at first it wasn't it, wasn't it labeled as a suicide and then it came back and yeah, we'll get to chat about all of that. But at first it was a hundred percent ruled as a suicide. They thought that she was so distraught that I mean, which shit I might have. Which it, it, right? Yeah, yeah. you're watching a six year old and they fall and they they get placed in critical condition when they're under your care. Oh my goodness, we have the little neighbor girls over at our house all the time. I can't imagine one of them hurtling their bodies over like a balcony in my house because I do have a two story house. It's like <gasps> that's like crippling to fucking think about. And yeah, maybe I'll throw myself over the balcony too. Like, so I could understand why people would think that it was that. But yeah, anyways, so like, we're going to talk about why people thought it was suicide. We're going to talk about why people think that or thought that it wasn't suicide. And we're going to probably talk about where we feel about, you know, the details, the, 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 the police reporting that followed and yeah, all of that. And yeah, get ready. Cause I have a lot of feelings about this case. So I am excited to talk about it on Sunday. As always notes are in the show notes. And if you want to do your research before, please do so. If not just come hang out with us and we'll tell you, we'll tell you all about it. 
where can they find us, Z? <laughs> they can find us on Instagram at cursewords and crayons. You can email us at cursewordsandcrayons at gmail.com. You can find us over on Patreon where you can also join our Discord group. And then, you know, you could just send us a message on our personal Instagrams, which you can also find at our joint Instagram at cursewords and crayons. Yes. So come back and hang out with us again on Sunday. We hope that you are having an amazing day and we will talk to you soon. Goodbye. Bye.